Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 247 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. To those of you who are longtime listeners, thank you so much for continuing to download these episodes. It's been a while. Hopefully, I'll get back on the the horse here again and start doing regular episodes. Today's episode is going to focus on a mindset shift, a really simple thing that has huge implications, not just on your tennis, but on your life as well. And getting this wrong could easily plateau you for the rest of your tennis career. Uh, Before we get into that, and I, I have a quick story about a recent tutorial that we did I want to tell you about a free resource that we recently just published. It's a practice plan that will give you a step-by-step purpose for every shot that you hit the next time that you go out to practice your tennis game. Uh, to download that for free, all you have to do is go to tennispracticeplan.com. You can grab that, that PDF that will show you exactly how to spend your time on the court wisely so that you actually make a difference in your game and you don't waste your time just hitting random shots. So let's talk about this obstacle or opportunity. So earlier this week, we published a new new tutorial that Kirby was featured in, and it was all about the split step. She showed what a good split step was and how to time it, etc. You can check that out by going to youtube.com slash essential tennis or facebook.com slash essential tennis. And the next day after it was published, I think it was on Tuesday morning, I came in and I frequently take a look at our YouTube channel and I take a look at what comments have come in recently, see how our different videos are doing. And I noticed a, a trend in the feedback on that split step tutorial the most common theme in the comments was people saying, oh, but yeah, I know I'm supposed to split step and I, I know it's important, but it's so much work. When I when I try to split step, I get tired so quickly. You might have noticed a little change in my tone there. Uh, these people are whining about how much work it is to do a split step, which kind of blew me away. So th- these are people that... Uh, assumedly are subscribed to our channel on YouTube uh, or they've done some, they were doing some searching on YouTube on how to get better at tennis and they came across this video. So you're watching a tutorial on how to improve at an athletic sport and you're disappointed that work is involved. You're going to have to put some physical effort into this process. I mean, really, what, what were you expecting? These people are so disappointed that they're actually taking the time to leave a comment to let us know how disappointed they are that some physical effort is going to be involved to improve their level of output on the court. It's ridiculous when you think about it, but I I want you to take a step back for a moment and think about areas of your game where maybe you are doing this or saying this to yourself. And what's important to realize here is that the split step just like many, many other dozens of tennis skills, hundreds of tennis skills, is a strong indicator. It has with it a strong, cor- strong correlation of level of player. It's not a coincidence that when you watch beginner to intermediate level players, pretty much across the board in 99% of cases, 
They will not be split-stepping. They're standing there. They're being reactionary. They're waiting for the ball to hit, and then they're activating their body and moving towards the ball instead of being proactive with their footwork, with their balance, with activating their body. When you watch a 4-5 player or 5-0 player, or certainly anybody above 5-0, across the board, these players will be split-stepping. There's a strong, strong separation of level and who uses a split step and who does not use a split step. And it is not a coincidence. It's not chance that the lower level players do not and the higher level players do. So armed with that knowledge, why would we poo-poo any skill knowing that, well, this is, this is the path. This is the skill that's necessary if you want to make it to the next level. And there's hundreds of other hallmark indicators, skill ind- indicators, that 99% of tennis players have no idea what they are or if they're doing them or not. And this, of course, another topic for an- another time. Improvement all starts with awareness, knowing what you are doing, what you are not doing. And I, I just... Uh, scratch down a couple quick ones that came to mind. First, the waiter tray on the serve, uh, taking the racket back with it, facing up towards the sky. Uh, Poor recovery habits after hitting shots, not moving back to the middle correctly. Poor anticipation is a big one. Uh, Grips, having the wrong grip on different shots, whether it be the serve or volleys or even ground strokes. General smoothness of of technique, general fluidity of movement. I can watch a single shot from any player, not having seen any of the rest of his or her game, and within 0.5 NTRP, I can tell you very, very, very reliably what their level of play is. And so it's these habits that make up ultimately our level of play. And our willingness to be able to put in the repetitions is the biggest obstacle That is in the way of most tennis players. It's not their natural ability. It's not their natural athleticism. It's whether or not they're willing to leave their comfort zone and put in the repetitions on a skill that is foreign to them, that they're not used to, that feels strange at first, and that may take more work, that may take more effort than what they're currently used to putting into their strokes or their game or whatever it is that they're doing on the courts, whatever part of their game that we're talking about. So this is what this is coming down to is what attitude are we choosing when we're faced with these new elements that we could work on? When you're presented with, with one of these elements, you have one of two choices. You can be frustrated and annoyed that yet another big project has been put in front of you, whether that be a split step or your serve technique or the efficiency of your footwork or whatever it is, the grip on your volley, you can be frustrated and annoyed and resist that change because it's going to be so much work. It's going to be so much effort. And so you can basically approach it with an attitude of frustration or that this is an obstacle, something that's in your way. Or you can choose to be excited at the opportunity for more improvement even more improvement than what you have already experienced in your game. 
And this is the theme of a book that I highly recommend you pick up. It's become really, really popular in the last year or two. Maybe you've heard it recommended already. The book is called The Obstacle is the Way. And it's based on several letters that were written by the Roman general, Marcus Aurelius. And the, the whole theme of the book is, is it's, a very, it's a small book, it's a, it's a quick read, and the gist of, of the book, the theme of the book, is what we've been talking about in this podcast episode. That is, whatever is, is keeping you from the success that you want, whatever the obstacle is in your life, and it's in tennis and it's in the rest of life as well, you have the choice to either be frustrated and resist it and go the other way because it's hard work, or you can realize that whatever that obstacle is, is exactly the direction that you should be moving in. Because it's that obstacle that's keeping you from the next level of success that you're looking for. And inevitably, if you do put in the work, there will be another obstacle that keeps you from the next level of play. And you know, to me, from my perspective, after many years now of studying successful people in all different walks of life, it seems it, it's tempting for me to, to think that, well, that's an obvious you know, statement, but so many tennis players are still treating the uncovering of technique or movement or any other deficiencies in their game as a big headache. But here's the thing. You need to ask yourself, what, what are you doing this for? Why are you playing tennis? Why are you taking lessons? Are you taking lessons because... You want to be patted on the back and told good shot after you hit good shots? Or are you truly in this for improvement? If you're truly in this for improvement, then you should be actually actively seeking out those obstacles, those roadblocks, those deficiencies, and then working through the process of creating a new habit in those areas. And yes, that process is work. And yes, it will take effort. But that is what's necessary. The players that you look up to at your local courts, they did not get there by accident. And they did not they are not in that position because they were born with some tennis gene or with tennis DNA. Don't fall for that fallacy. It's not true. They put in the repetitions to have those habits. It's the habits that either make or break you on the courts. And creating new habits takes work. That's what it takes. So the bottom line is most people hit an obstacle and immediately they go the other way. The most successful people know that it's a chance to reach the next level. And this is an attitude shift. And all it really takes is awareness of your patterns of thought and your attitudes when challenges arise, when obstacles arise, either on the tennis court or off the tennis court. And over time, if you're mindful of this and aware of this and you start cultivating a different you know, thought pattern or attitude, over time you'll start seeing challenges in a completely different light. Even something like the split step. So hopefully uh, this, this little uh, episode here has been helpful to you. Strongly recommend that you check out The Obstacle is the Way. I'm uh, sorry, I don't have the author's name here, but really quick read, very, very insightful, very inspiring. And we'll give you a whole other uh, attitude or outlook on the things that are challenging you on the courts. Thank you so much for listening today, uh, episode number 247. I'm sorry it's been a while since I've recorded one of these. Kirby's been on my back about uh, getting more in. And so 
hopefully uh, with her encouragement, I'll start to do these weekly again. Thank you so much for listening. Over the years, podcast listeners have been hands down our, our most enthusiastic and uh, kind of the, the people that I've, I've had the strongest connection with over the years have been people who started off as a podcast listener and continue to look for, for me to record more. So if that's you, please know that I appreciate your support very much and I appreciate your patience very much in waiting for this episode. More will be on the way. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.